Hey, hey, Habit Thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast helping women in their me-now years create habits and rituals to live fit, fearless, and fabulous. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how exercise boosts our happiness. And I am fresh off a trip to Utah. It was a combination of a retreat and some hiking and just overall a fantastic, fantastic time. And I have so many reflections and ahas from this trip and I'm actually not even home yet. I'm still on the road, but I just, it's been going through my mind and I thought I'm just going to literally pull over here and share my ahas and reflections and possibly some nudges that's what i'm what i'm feeling as well if you feel so inspired to look at some bucket list items or some goals for even the fall season so i'm going to start right away with my major aha and how this relates to being fit fearless and fabulous and boosting our happiness So I have been away now for about a week and so the beginning of this it was I'm going to call it was an active hiking retreat and so we did a combination of a few things but I'm going to highlight the first day when we went to Zion National Park in Utah and we did a water hike meaning that we went into the canyon and we hiked for three hours across rocks and through water and up and down and around Uh, so three hours in three hours out it was a challenge for me definitely going into this as I had no idea really what to expect and in full disclosure I had to buy a hiking backpack and some hiking poles and even a water system because I'm a walker I am not a hiker and so I did do some hills around my house (laughs) to prepare for this but it's interesting because it was not so much going up hills but balancing and going through rocks and through water so a totally totally different challenge although we did do other hikes as well that we were going up and around so I was very pleased to have spent just a little bit of time ramping up my usual walking and so my major aha coming out of this first day with this hike was that I can actually boost up my endorphins by walking. For those of you who have been listening to my podcast for a little while, we talk about different types of exercises, the, the benefit, different types of activities and movement. 
And my usual statement around walking in terms of endorphins is that it would have to be a fairly brisk walk. And I really associate getting to the point that I'm releasing endorphins. And endorphins are very high level. It's it's different than serotonin, which is the feel-good chemical, but it's in that grouping of just feeling sometimes very euphoric, feeling in the zone, feeling I would say myself just about vibrating and probably vibrating and I have felt that sense of intense endorphins probably a few times from a physical again a physical activity aspect and a competitive aspect and I'm thinking years ago as well because when I was reflecting on this I was realizing that I really haven't had the feeling of producing these endorphic, uh, if that is euphoric, (laughs) or um, this increase in endorphins in quite a while, but I found it here. And so what that did for me when we were coming out of the canyon and into the sunshine is right in that moment. So that was six to seven hours after we started and we left our place in darkness for sure so when we did head in it was light but that feeling of coming out into the sunshine that was the moment that I reflected on the fact that I was not running my heart rate was not at my maximum by any stretch mind you I I should say maybe in terms of being a little worried going up and over some things and through some currents it probably increased but that feeling of when I would run at that level and, and finish a race or a really hard run, I didn't feel like my heart rate was up at that level, but I still felt the endorphin. So it made me reflect as I was literally walking out and walking out with the girl. So there were five of us and just thinking, okay, so what was that combination? And I think and I'm still reflecting on this, is that euphoric and feeling of endorphins coming out was the combination of the physical aspect of the challenge, for sure. So through the water, the water was cold. There were times that we would come out of the water and warm up a little bit. So that was okay. The the most the water would come up to us would be chest level. That that was feeling a little challenging for sure with our bringing our packs up over our head and and our pole in one hand and going across the rocks. So so challenging enough. Never really really scared for my you know my safety. But thinking okay, if I slipped here, that'd be I'd be going down the river here a little bit, and somebody would have to rescue me. So and there were a lot of people there, a lot of people. So you really felt that safety actually. That if if someone slipped somewhere, there, especially our group and everybody around us. But I think it was just at that edge, and actually. I'm going to put a link to my 10 habits of highly happy people in the show notes because one of the 10 habits is setting goals that are challenging but not beyond our reach. We might be on the edge of feeling that that fear and that safety but we are we are in a safe place and and that's different for everybody in terms of where that edge is. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes. So coming back to the aha of it was challenging enough that I felt my heart rate going up a little bit, (laughs) up and down for sure. I felt a sense of 
pride finishing the hike and that I went into this not knowing exactly what we were going to be doing, um, especially the night before when we were putting on our water booties to try them on and I'm thinking oh my gosh these things are they feel too tight they don't feel comfortable how am I going to walk in these for hours and simply doing my breath work and just they're fine I have enough room at the end of my toes I have a little bit of claustrophobia (laughs) around things like this so I was like breathe Lori so that was part of it as well simply putting on the tight water boots the night before so the process started then the uncertainty started then and then the going through the actual hike and being cold sometimes warm sometimes not quite warm I was gonna mm, it was cold going in for sure and we got to the point that the wind came up and it was very cold At that point, it was actually our turnaround, which was great. So we headed back and we could just see the sunshine. It was like it was just around the corner. And so we would put our head up and we'd go across again the the rocks and the current and and learning navigation wise where to put my hiking stick. It wasn't putting it upstream to push me downstream, which I did the first time. So that again was just enough of a okay so this makes sense to put this here it makes sense to go over the rocks and in this way to keep soft knees but firm feet and breathing of course just breathe and find a rhythm. So all of these things were happening at the same time when we were all a little bit cold and so coming back we actually didn't come into the sun until close to the end of the six so I think we were six seven hours in there and that feeling when we rounded the corner when we're wet and cold and that sun hit us and we just sat there and soaked it all up and savored it and took a breath that was the time in terms of endorphins and again it wasn't a heart rate thing it was the combination of the physical challenge the contrast of being cold and then hot literally when we got back in to the sun being with a wonderful group of women as well so there was this feeling of support and just that that we're doing this together and nature oh my gosh I haven't even mentioned this the views the different lighting everything about being out in nature with this spectacular view just in awe it was awesome I was in awe so all of these parts lined up to have this euphoric experience with these wonderful endorphins where I'm now going to change my line around walking to say that yes you can for sure and not even briskly perhaps have this feeling of increasing your endorphins on a walk it doesn't have to be on a run it doesn't have to be on an intense bike ride or or kayak but it can be but that moment when you notice how this is all lined up and I'm actually going to dig into the physiology a little bit more when I'm finished this (laughs) particular episode where I I'm like so what what is that combination of heart rate and brain waves and experience that brings us to that place that we are producing endorphins because I want to know very very specifically but the bottom line is it really doesn't matter because it's in our experience we know we know when we're in that place 
And do we have to get there every single time we exercise or go out for a hike or a walk? Well, it's impossible. But it does change. It does change how, for I'm going to say for myself, how I am coming into my walks, how I'm coming into my hikes, my bike rides, all of that. So it has changed my perspective. And so my hope, um, and this is all part of why I get so excited about doing this podcast, and that all of you who are listening, I, I'm, no, I'm not going to say all of you. So many of you are in this next chapter. Some of you are already physically active and, and more physically active than I am. Some of you are perhaps coming to that place where you're like, I'm going to explore a little bit more. I have a little bit more time. Maybe again, it's become through retirement or you're just, you're health-wise, you're saying this is the time. And there is just so many opportunities. The one thing that I know for sure is that the, the more for myself that I can do activities outside in nature, whether it's fall, winter, or summer, that is my place of joy. And anything that I do inside, anything, any of my strength training and yoga and and meditation, all of that is part of my experience. It allows me to go outside. It helps me with my breathing when I'm outside. It helps me with my joints and my muscles and my gratitude. Because again, yoga is way beyond the physical practice. And so all of these come together and sometimes they come together in a very, let's say, intense way. Not every single time, but again, this was my aha. This was a time that they all came together. And yes, I'm seeking more of those experiences. So when I come back to my planner and I look at my bucket list and I look at my goal list, bucket list may be down the line going again on a hiking trip somewhere but it might be out west it, again it might be in Canada it might be doing trails out east but it's going to be on there and in the meantime my goals for the fall because I have a fall planner again will be I'm actually going to come back for those of you who are listening and you you use my uh, fit fearless and fabulous fall planner This is why I say sometimes you want to put things in pencil because I'm going to actually be coming back and changing things up a little bit and it's okay. And scratching things out or adding things to is perfectly okay in terms of our planning, our goal setting, our bucket list. As I move forward from, again, that aha moment, I'll be doing this and so I'm going to suggest this for you. You know, again, if this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, first of all, welcome, welcome. Um, For those of you who have been listening for a little bit, you know that I leave you with a habit practice and that habit practice, if you want to uh, make a note of it, if you want to just think about it right now, it might come up for you in another way, again, down the line where uh, you hear these kind of ideas from another podcast or from someone else and it will work for you when the timing is right. So what I'm suggesting is to sit for a moment or even if you're out for a walk right now and you're listening because I know many of you have told me you take me on the road whether or not it's in your vehicle or on on your walks and that is to take a moment and just reflect back and I'm going to say reflect back far like 
into your childhood to think about where were perhaps some moments of endorphins? Where were the moments of joy around? And I'm going to be specific in terms around around movement, around activity. And that could be anything from dancing, right? Where you used to blast your your Walkman or your your eight track. Yeah, here I am. Again, I know some of you know what I'm talking most of you know what I'm talking about. But did you dance around? Did you dance with your friends? Did you did you dance by by yourself? And how did music, how was your relationship with music, which may still be the case, but it may not. So this is why we are reflecting back. Where were those times of movement? It could have been on your bike. It could have been camping where you were kayaking or for me it was canoeing and even just on the water in any way you might have been at your cousin's place you might have been at a friend's house to reflect for a moment at those times of your childhood where you were just moving just active just free And truly, if things aren't coming up, if it's not making sense for you in that it, it's hard sometimes for us to dig down and to remember. So it is very, very much a process. And sometimes when we're thinking back, we're like, "Mm, I'm just, I'm not even sure. And so you start now. You start right here, right now, with your list as you walk out the door later today or tomorrow, it starts. What is my joyful movement? What am I drawn to? And to even put that question down on the page in front of you. What draws me? What movement? What activity? What did I used to like to do? That comes up. I'm going to say a lot for um, for my clients, for my class partic- participants when we when we say I used to, I used to do this, I used to love to do this, I want to do this again. And as much as we are, we say often, well, I can't do that anymore because of my hips and my knees and my back, or because I have these responsibilities still around. I'd like you to to put it down on a piece of paper where it's don't consider don't consider your knees your hips the barriers just what would you like to do again that you used to do or you haven't done in the past and you've been thinking this is the opportunity to do this and it's across the board it could be literally starting to get back to your daily walk that walk might move to a hike where you're thinking, I want to experience some of the trails. I maybe want to, uh, you know, get my my uh, spouse out or or friends or family, at least one other person. Or I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this on my own to get started. And that walking can go into um, into walking on on trails. And then all of a sudden, it's okay. Maybe I might want to perhaps look at some trails. Uh, somewhere else in your country or you might be saying I maybe want to go to Spain (laughs) and perhaps I want to do a trail over there so 
it can start it starts wherever you want to start it starts where you are right now and as we start to write things down even actually when we start to think about things that's where things get rolling and then we start to write things down and then they may go on our bucket list and when we have a year perhaps a month perhaps a date in fact I'm gonna say even before if it's on your bucket list and again it doesn't have to be walking can be biking you start to just do your bike onto your bike around town you might join because we have some bikers listening and then you join a group and then perhaps you go to another province and then perhaps you go to another country do you have to do all of that absolutely not but can you for sure and it can be a process or you can just jump in because you're the boss of this. This is your decision. And even if you think of the barriers that come up, everything from costs to responsibilities to aches and pains, it still doesn't hurt to write it down. And I've said this in other podcast episodes that we're, we're afraid to write things down when we think, there's no way that's going to happen. If I write it down and I don't do it, then that feels like a failure. And I'm just going, I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again, that as we write things down, as we think about things, as we put them out in the universe, that the energy is to support us in what we want to do. I have no scientific proof for that. (laughs) But I do have some personal experience with it, and I true and I definitely wholeheartedly believe that. And so step one, again, to start to think about, and you can start back in childhood, you can start in elementary school, in high school, in early years with the kids, anything, any activity. It doesn't have to be exercise, but move, I, I am suggesting movement or an activity or exercise however it is it could be a a competitive race that you ran in at some point and through high school or whatever it is and just make a note of it and just start to feel into it so as you start to reflect on it you may just stop there but I'm going to suggest number two (laughs) that you do pick an activity, anything for the fall, because we are in this, uh, this season right now, or in this timing of September to December, and write it somewhere. I'm going to come back to something that brings me joy. The one thing that came up for me in terms just when I started to do this was actually music and dance because pre-COVID I did a adult dance class with three other friends and oh my gosh we had a blast an absolute blast and it was hard for me to sleep after that because it was in the evening and so it is again that that combination of a new skill intensity and friendship coming together how many things and you can look at this line up for you when you look at that goal because again I also exercise and do movement on my own and when I think back to my childhood that was my go-to 
heading out the back door and heading out on the back trails behind our house, maybe just a half an hour before dinner. And that brought me joy. And so I remember that clearly. But again, your starting point can be right now. So number one, you're reflecting your thinking. Number two, I'd like you to write something down. And for those of you um, who are using Again, a fit, fearless, and fabulous planner. I'd like you to put that in your fall goals. For you, can, but you can write that anywhere in a planner that you have, on a piece of paper, on a sticky note, wherever. To come back to something that brings you again joy and happiness that is connected to movement. And for those of you who have moved away from the intensity, I just might suggest myself. I know I'm going to play also still with intensity on the last day of my trip. I went out for a 10 minute run. I have not ran for many, many years. And this is something I'm going to explore again. And not necessarily again that I feel like I need to run for the endorphins because I know I don't need to because of just everything I experienced with a beautiful walk or a beautiful hike on this trip to Utah. But just because it's just speaking to me. It's just speaking to me again. And that openness actually came from this hike. Okay, lots of time to reflect. So what do you want to write down? on your goals and fall I'm going to say is September to December. I know it's kind of coming into winter. And then number three is I would love you to celebrate, to have a way to celebrate. For sure, for those of you in my women's wellness community, I'll put the link in the show notes as well to let me know. Let me know. My gosh, it may not be till December that you put something down and you started it even. You just even get to start the process of what that is. And then I love to just did it. I started it. This is what I did on uh, on my women's wellness page. And if you haven't joined yet, again, just click on the link. I'll let it, it is a private page, so I do have to let you in, but I'm usually pretty fast at that. But also just do it on your own. Just what is that? What is that celebration? And sometimes it's just looking back in your journal and and literally putting a check mark beside or a big happy face. And just, I did that. I took the first step. I got to it. I started to feel that combination that creates that increase in happiness. And maybe you're going to get to that endorphin level, but maybe not the first time. Maybe you're still going to play with that habit stacking of what that creates for you. So again, number one, sit in reflection. Think back around movement, activity, exercise in terms of what has brought you joy and happiness in the past or starting right now. You're just going to say, I'm just going to start to pay attention right now, right here in this new chapter. Number two is to do a goal Okay, between now and December of starting coming back to something that you wanted to come back to and number three is to celebrate in any way you want to celebrate I again I just love checking it off (laughs) but there are absolutely I like sharing as well when I've accomplished a goal and so whatever works for you now before I leave you I want to leave one more and it's not so much an aha but it is a fit fearless and fabulous story in that it combined my fearlessness 
with some happiness and actually a habit and it's my coffee habit this actually was yesterday so we were flying out of las vegas and i came down in the morning to uh, get my coffee i woke up quite early and i love my coffee so i got into line and it was a very long line and I asked the person behind me if there was anywhere else because that line didn't move. I was actually there for about 10 minutes, wasn't moving at all. And he said there was a Starbucks across. We were at the Excalibur uh, Motel in Las Vegas just for that night. And all the systems were down. There was a hacking of MGM worldwide. So lots of stuff was down. So there were lots of lines and and it, it was just kind of chaotic but at six o'clock in the morning I still thinking I'm going to be able to get my coffee and so going to Starbucks I made my way there and I was so happy to see that there were people drinking coffee in the chairs around the little kiosk but there was nobody in line so I was confused right away and happy here's my happiness again combined with my with my coffee and when I went up, they said to me that their systems were down and that, but if I had the Starbucks mobile app that I could order the coffee and they would make it for me. <laughs> and so of course I'm half asleep and I'm confused. And I said, okay, that's great. Uh, so you're gonna make my coffee, fantastic. And I kind of moved off to the side cause somebody else was coming in. And I heard her say to the woman though, in the conversation as I'm trying to download the Starbucks app, that you can only use the Starbucks app if you already have it on your phone. And I didn't. And so I'm gonna wrap up this story because again, <laughs> I wanna come to the, um, to the fearless aspect, which seemed to thread right through this whole experience in the last week, right from my hiking, right to this last morning of coffee, where I turned around and this young woman sitting there drinking her big cup of coffee and looking at her social media, I said, excuse me, can you order a coffee for me off your Starbucks mobile app? And she looked up, the look on her face, she looked up at me, and then she said, do you have cash? I said, oh yeah, I have cash. <laughs> and so she ordered me the coffee. It was the, I'm going to say the best coffee I've had in a very long time. I realized that I have perhaps a little bit of habit of uh, my coffee, a little bit perhaps of, I'm not going to say addiction, but, but that fearlessness to ask this that's not me for those of you who know me and I've mentioned before I am an introvert and for me to inconvenience this young uh, young woman and ask her to order me a coffee is way outside my comfort zone at many many levels but my coffee habit trumped my uncomfortableness with asking her to order it and I truly believe that I got a little bit of courage from this entire trip. I know it seems like a big stretch, but I truly believe that. 
or else I'm really addicted to coffee. It's one or the other. It might be a little bit of a combination. But that's my fearlessness, again, coupled with courage, coupled with a little bit of a habit. And it was just a really cool way to to end my trip. So I thought I would share that with you. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your reviews. Oh my gosh, all of that. I love, love, love doing this. And I'm hoping that I am nudging you a little bit, at least perhaps expanding the way that you think about habits and routines and rituals and and happiness and our next chapter and all of that. Have a fantastic week and I will talk to you again next week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.